0: This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal. Hi,
1: everyone. Thanks for joining us again. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about strengths. Internally, as a people centric team, We do a lot of strengths assessments. We've done DISC, we've done StrengthsFinder, and so we're big fans of utilizing each other's strengths on our team. Uh, I think when people are working within their strengths, work is just easier. And so we definitely try to look at those roles and positions and put people in the right places so that they are utilizing their strengths so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. We're also going to talk a little bit about when our strengths are weaknesses and what to do with some of our weaknesses. Do we do we try to fix those? How do we manage through them? So it should be an interesting conversation today. Uh, Don, why don't you start us off? What kind of story do you have for us about strengths today? And when have you seen? you know, a, a person really working within their strengths or or not? Tell us what you got.
2: Well, I think the first place that you really notice strengths is if you've ever been in a situation where you have to do something all on your own and you don't have other people to work with. When I first jumped out of engineering and got into consulting, I was working on my own. So I had to do everything from the business by myself. So I would ha- I would not only would I work with clients, but I had to do things like accounting and I had to do things like our website and I had to do all of these different areas. And uh, the accounting piece specifically, I remember I went to our C- a CPA and I said, I'm running this company. It's going to be by myself. It's a consultancy. And uh, what do I do with the accounting? And the, and the, the accountant said, you're going to laugh, but I literally think what you should do is just keep a shoebox and put receipts in the shoebox, And then you have QuickBooks. And you can enter, you know, just, just schedule a time for yourself, you know, and you just enter the receipts in. you can just empty the shoebox, Like just, just do it that way. It's a real simple way of keeping track of everything. So once, once a quarter, maybe, or once a year, Ugh. not very frequently, usually right before tax time, I would get this, I would have this box and it would just be piled over with stuff in there. And I would have to open up QuickBooks. And I would start to enter these transactions in one by one. I didn't enter them in as I came in. And it was the longest four days of my life doing that. It would take me forever to do it. I would pull out those receipts and I would look at this receipt and it'd be like, okay, $5.35 to Dancing Mule Coffee. (sighs) Okay. How do I enter this in? And what account does that go into? And why was I drinking the coffee? And why do I have to save the receipt in the first place? And just the detail and the minutiae of that just drove me absolutely nuts. I hated doing it. It took so much energy for me to do it. I would go to do the other things that I needed to do. And even when I had client meetings, like I would go to those things and I was still, I would show up tired. They would look at, are you okay, Don? No, I'm not okay. I've been <laughs> going through my accounting. It's just like this, not using my strengths in the best, worst way possible. So then fast forward and I meet uh, Crystal. And Crystal is an accountant and Crystal says, I can help you with your accounting. And instead of you taking those receipts and putting them in, just send them to me. Just just take a picture of them, send them to me, or put them in a pile and send them to me, and I'll get them for you. And I will go through the stuff and I will enter it in, and I will do it more frequently. And at first, when I would give her a receipt, I would apologize for it. I'm like, here's a receipt. I'm so sorry you have to enter this in. I hate it. And then she, I realized pretty quickly that she's like, I like doing this, Don. Like this, this is enjoyable for me. I like categorizing things. I like putting things together. I like organizing it. I like looking at what the numbers are telling us. And so she would do that with, and it would take her almost no time at all. And she was on top of it and she could, we, we had real time numbers uh, and it, it just, it, things got a lot better. I've learned that as our team has grown, you really start to see what different strengths that we have and how much we can work outside of our strengths. We can do it, but how much energy it really takes for us. So a lot of times we make the mistake of thinking with our strengths that we need to work on our weaknesses. We need to work on the areas that we're not good at doing, but really the, the better strategy for ourselves is if we can focus on our strengths and find ways to work within those strengths and then partner for performance with people who have different strengths than ours, then that allows us to just spend more of our time doing the things that we're great at doing.
3: All right, I think that's I think that's a great segue into the conversation that we want to have, especially with strengths and and Don. I like how you're drawing the parallel there too of the 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 strengths versus weaknesses and and the reality though is let's start here. Um, if I'm a if I'm a manager of a group of people, recognizing uh, first of all the strengths of my people, um, how do I want to manage them in a way that they can best utilize their strengths, but also manage them in a way that makes them recognize that that we can't always do that. Right. Don, you have thoughts on that?
2: That's a great question, Matt. I think the first thing we have to do as managers is we have to recognize that everybody's not good at everything. Uh, I think we all make the same mistake is we tend to think that other people think the same way we do because we don't have any frame of reference. It's hard yeah. for me to imagine to imagine why somebody would want to be good at accounting. Why would they want to organize things? Uh, because that's not one of my strengths. So it's hard for me to to imagine that. But as a manager, the first step is to recognize that other people have strengths and that if you can find ways to help them to utilize those strengths, that's better. So that's the first step. The second step is to try to start to identify what those strengths are. Um, You can do that through multiple ways. There's assessments that you can have people take. But here's the thing is people are usually fairly self-aware. They know what areas they're typically good at. They typically do raise their hand and say, look, I can really help you in this area if you just let me do this. So a lot of times it's just listening to individuals and doing some coaching, asking some questions. Where can you help us out the most here? And then what can you do to manage the areas that you're not so strong at?
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, there's benefits two ways there, right? If I'm a manager, I can simply ask the question, what do you enjoy about your job? What do you not enjoy about your job? And that will sometimes, uh, you know, bring you to where the strengths might be. Uh, But then the other part of that too is, is man, if I'm the employee and the manager is taking time to ask me those types of things and really trying to work to find a place where I can really contribute within my strengths, um, then, then man, I, 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 Probably am even more loyal to the job, to the department, to the manager, uh, right off the bat by doing that too. So, uh, what if you know we talked about the different ways maybe to identify some of those strengths? But let's take it maybe a step further. How can how can people with opposite strengths maybe clash uh, and cause tension? And I like how that's worded here. How can people with opposite strengths? So, you know, so often, so often I might not look at a Bethany and say, well, she, you know, this is her opposite strength. I might be focused on the weaknesses, you know, and she might be focused on not my opposite strength, but my weaknesses. But I like the wording here. So how can people recognize that we have different strengths? How can those folks clash and cause tension? Diana?
1: Well, I think it it's sort of, I'm going to use you and me as an example, right? You are very different than me. Oh and you are able to sort of go into this open space in a meeting and we don't have to have an agenda or you don't have to really know what we're going to be set out to talk about. And you still are able to facilitate it and do an amazing job. Whereas I kind of hate that and I need, I need (laughs) some structure around it and I need, I need to know what we're talking about. Um, And I, I think I think that my detail and my my organization and my need for structure is a big strength on our team because we need the executor and and we need someone to be able to ask questions and get the details right but we also need someone like you on our team who can go in and just be like, you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And I think that we work really well together when we do it at the same time so that I can capture the details and ask the questions and you can kind of guide the direction of the meeting that was sort of directionless when we started. And so I think those opposite strengths, that sort of lack of organization and organization go really well together.
0: I think that Yeah, it's not that always that lack of organization. It's just that you are better with improv, we'll say, like that you can improvise in certain situations (laughs) as well. Me and and Don had a uh, similar thing the other day that we were going to facilitate going to facilitate a conversation and I'm similar to you, Diana, in that way of like, I, I like to kind of know the process and what, you know, this is, we're doing this step and then this step. And Don and I on the way to it are having this conversation and he's, and he's like, I feel pretty like, low stress about this. And I was like, really? Because I don't, (laughs) I feel the opposite because I don't know the process for it. Um, and it's just because we just had two different, you know, we could have looked at that as like, I have my, that's my weakness and his strength there. Um, and to some extent that's true, but really those are both strengths. Um, they just need to be utilized in different ways at different times.
3: Yeah. I like that. It's the recognition You know, first of all, being a manager or within yourself, I need to recognize the things that I'm good at, come to terms with those things, recognize maybe the things that I have weaknesses in or that maybe are more of a weakness for me. And then I I kind of, uh, you know, there's a, there's a huge element. I don't want to go too much into it, but there's a huge element of emotional intelligence too. this whole yeah. self awareness, self management thing, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about it on a future podcast as well. But there's an element where recognizing what do I do? Well, what do I not do? Well, do I care about those things? I don't do well. How do I translate those maybe into more of a strength if I need to do it? Or how do I also build good relationships at work to be able to leverage my resources there And utilize some of the resources that that some of my teammates or peers uh, might have, too. So I think it's that recognition um, of that recognition piece. If I'm a, you know, Don, we talk about managers, good managers play chess versus checkers. Um, How does that correlate with strengths? Why do we say that?
2: Yeah, I love that. And checkers, you know, every piece does the same thing. So pieces are interchangeable. They all can move the same ways. uh, Unless you're kinged, unless you're kinged. somebody in every group says that. Unless you're kinged and then the king can move different ways. Yes, Thank you for that one's very specific example. But in general, this works, this analogy works really well in chess. You know, every piece does something different and each piece has its own strength and each set of pieces has its own strength. A good manager looks at their employees and recognizes what they have. And they recognize that that person's really great at building relationships. This person is really good at coming up with the details on a project. This person's very good strategic thinker. Uh, and they think about those different strengths and they think about how can they use that and then leverage the different parts on the team to work together to give make the team better than any what any individual could perform. And that's ultimately what you're doing with the individual's strengths. The manager can take the strengths from the individual and you can partner for performance to make the team work better than what one person can do.
3: So how does this work? Uh, Diana, I'm going to put this uh, towards you here. But so we're talking about recognizing the players that I have on the field, right? As chess, they have individual strengths. It's up to me as a manager to be able to build that team. But how do we utilize this? How does this come into play in hiring?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. When we're looking to hire a new person, we definitely need to say to ourselves, what strengths are we lacking? And what are some things that we need to look for in a new person to round out the team? and i think it's important to say that we need we need things that are not like what we already have because you don't want more more of the same person. You know, you want you want a varied team. You want different strengths and different players. So I would take a a stock of what you do have and then try and decide what are the things that your team is lacking so that you can find that in the next person.
3: I think sometimes this is a hard thing for managers who do hire and and things like that to to make they have to be very, very intentional. It's it's very easy to continue to hire people that you're, you know, like minded with or or uh, you know, that you can just same personality, same style there, but you're also so missing something as far as the team dynamic is concerned, if that's all I do, you know, so I want somebody to recognize uh, that, that we, we have a gap here, we need to hire somebody that fits this, this mold here. And so sometimes we shy away from that, because we think it's going to be disruptive on the team. But in reality, it's probably a missing piece that your team is maybe not as good as it can be, because you're you are missing that piece. Exactly. Um, and I think that, I think that's part of it too. So, all right. So, uh, sometimes recognizing our strengths, I mean, we've been talking about strengths as strengths, but there does come a point when a strength be- can become a weakness at the same time. Don, maybe talk a little bit about that.
2: I think a good way to think about your strengths is like, you have a set of dials, like on your own control board inside of your head and you can take your strengths and you can dial them up or you can dial them down. And really if it's too loud or too soft, you are missing an opportunity with your strengths, whether they're too loud or too soft. So, if you dial your strengths up too high, so for example, one of my top strengths, if you think about Strengths Finder, which is a great assessment that you can take, uh, is strategy, strategic. I'm a very, I'm a strategic thinker. If that strategic strength is dialed up too high for me, then sometimes it's always thinking about, okay, well, what could we do next? And I'm trying, and sometimes while a team's trying to work on the details, I'm distracting the team by thinking about strategically, is this the direction that we should go? At the same time, it can become a weakness if it's dialed too far down because then I'm working with a group and maybe they're not leveraging it. I'm not saying anything. So then the team doesn't get to utilize that strength on the team because they're not, they're, I'm not using it. I'm not, it's not out there. So you should always think about like, if the strength is dialed up too loud, what would that do? That's negative. Or if it's dialed down too far, then you're missing something.
3: Yeah. I think that's yeah. Good, good illustration because I think we do look at our strengths and then recognize, I don't know. I don't know if we recognize that it's become a weakness until it's maybe too late. Diana.
1: I was also going to say, I think there's certain situations where your strengths is a weakness. Like if a building is on fire, my need for organization is not helpful. Right. I, I can't I can't organize our way out of the fire. I don't know, maybe I could. I'm very organized. You'll try. But I do think there are certain times where it's like, okay, that strength doesn't necessarily apply here. So maybe you don't need it as much. So dial it way down. Okay.
3: That's great. I'm going to do a kind of an activity. This is a talking point that I have with, you know, whenever I'm doing this with different groups or teams or, or different organizations there too. So again, it's going to bleed a little bit of the emotional intelligence into what this looks like. So let's talk about strengths. For instance, uh, we've, we've used go-getter, that person who is on the charge, they're on the move, for uh, a goal, a key objective, there, what might a strength of a go-getter personality be?
2: If you're thinking about like on a Strengths Finder, like they have, they have a strength called an activator. And and they call the strength. And what an activator can do is they look at decisions as temporary, but they can make quick decisions. Like, let's try this for a little bit. Let's go this direction for a little bit. Let's try this for a little bit. And the reason that's a strength is it allows a team to move forward. It's a person that's willing to take some risks, but it's also a person that is just willing to take some action and learn from those actions and then not be so committed down a path that they get stuck in that path. So I can make the decision, but then if I discover something new or new information, I can make adjustments. So it adds that flexibility to it. So that's an example, like a go, getter that uh, strengths that a go-getter typically has, who has a go-getter communication style. Those are the, some of the underlying strengths that sometimes leads to that style. Okay. So mm-hmm.
3: let's say for instance, um, we're talking about the go-getter and I like the activator. I think they're, they're one of the same, maybe a little different, different terminology. Typically words that people might use to describe them might be driven, right? Um, problem solver, mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 might be, uh, goal oriented, um, you know, those types of things. And I think, you know,
1: achiever,
3: achiever, right. Those are the positives of those words. The emotional intelligence part is recognizing that might not always be a positive to every, everybody, right? So what might, if the word is driven, what's the negative perception of a word like driven?
1: Demanding,
3: demanding, <laughs> overbearing. You might even have abrupt, yeah, those types of things, and and so the reason why I even bring that up, or even uh, the reason why I even go that way, is because if we're talking about strengths, you know, for everybody that's listening right now, you can probably take a self assessment of what strengths looks like, recognize those strengths and what you do well, you know, those words, recognizing, and this is the dial thing that Don was talking about recognizing that not, ever, not everybody appreciates your love for detail-oriented or, uh, you know, driven and goal-oriented. You know, those types of things can be also, depending on who you're working with, the emotional intelligence part of it says those things can also not be relatable to other people. And so recognizing those dials, I like the visual of what that looks like, of, of who I'm interacting with and what strength maybe that I have is needed at that time.
2: You know, Gallup has some great resources on this, Matt. If you Google uh, strengths, strengths finders, basements and balconies is what they call it. And they actually list the different strengths out for that. And they list some of the balconies and strengths or balconies and basements for each With the balconies being that's elevating your strength Mm -hmm. and then basement saying, you know, that's that's pushing back. So, for example, like somebody who has a positivity strength, you know, the balconies of that are somebody who's enthusiastic, they're lighthearted, they're energetic, they're generous with praise. But some of the basements with that is they can be insincere or naive or superficial. Uh, it, It shows that the same it's the same strength. It's just dialed up high or low. Right.
3: That's, yeah, again, I think that's a good illustration of recognizing, again, you probably are familiar with your strengths, but recognizing where that dial is on that strength, I think is super important. All of these, hopefully the conversation here has helped us understand, okay, so everybody, you do have strengths, you do things well. Uh, there are some things that you do well. There are some things that you don't do as well. Uh, where do I need to put my motivation or my energy in, in maybe changing some of those things? Or what are the opportunities if I'm the manager of those groups, that group of people, what are the opportunities I have in front of me to be able to allow people to use their strengths so I can have even a, even a better team?
0: Hey, everybody. We had an awesome conversation about strengths today. So glad that you tuned in. Here to just give you a few wrap-ups. First of all understand your strengths and take inventory of the strengths of your team and where there may be gaps. Do you know what your team is really good at and where they're weak? Um, If you understand that, it could actually inform your next hiring decision. So teams need all kinds of strengths and people. Um, Another thing we talked about is strengths should be on a dial. So your strengths are not always your strengths. Sometimes your strengths can actually be playing out as a weakness, so make sure you're dialing up and dialing down when necessary. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you are subscribed to the show and we would love it if you would rate, review, and share the podcast with your friends and co-workers. We want to hear from you too, so send us an email at morethanworkpodcast@peopleccg at peopleccg and share some of your questions with us. Thanks. Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy, it was a no brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. To get started. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.